India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Happy New Year and welcome to the first podcast of 2023 in an environment where the market is attempting a short term trend change in fact we can actually call this the budget rally because it's occurring in the second week of january in fact the low was already made on 23rd of december 2022 and from there on we attempted a first move up we've retested that low almost a double bottom in the nifty and now are bouncing back today with a plus 200 point gain in the main indices now this is happening with a slight lag to what we already saw late last week that is a move up in key indices across asia followed by europe they had couple of days of rally into friday but throughout that time frame us was not responding because most of the market was really waiting for these data points specifically the labor market report on friday and only after that the us actually bumped up now my thought was very clear that if the market responds positively to the labor data then it means that near term at least some of the worst is discounted because uh, the labor data if you saw not very changed from what it was before i mean it looks like a slight improvement but if you call marginal changes a change then uh, you would be willing to you know smoke anything so that's uh, that's how it is Mar- market just reads into what it wants to read into it needed a reason to bounce it just wanted to discount that information and that can be seen in things like the candlestick pattern a doji star formed in the previous week in the s&p and the nasdaq both which shows a loss of momentum what you look for is follow up do we close above or below the doji star now the s&p is clearly closed above the previous week now for those who don't know what is a doji star it's basically a candle pattern where the opening of the week and the closing of the week are almost the same so it shows that there is very little movement that happened during the week so even the high and low apart from uh, the open and close are not very far away so it's like a small little candle there which doesn't show much movement and that's why we call it a doji star but of course the name comes from the open and close being the same apart from the small trading range now if the following week you you know close uh, in the reverse direction above the high of the previous week then that's sort of a reversal signal and if you continue in the same direction it's a trend continuation which means the doji star was nothing but a pause in the ongoing trend now that's some learning for people who've not who are not familiar with this pattern so the us indices on friday on the weekly level have given at least the s&p has given uh, a reversal the nasdaq of course closed positive maybe or maybe not above the high of the previous week and so uh, what you are really seeing is a bump up after a serious attempt of selling in the end of december because us had a lot of tax selling year end selling people who have to make payments have to book out and you know uh, take the money of the table and so that kind of selling came in the last week that sort of would have taken in all the negative sentiment that was floating around the year end that you know next year 2023 is going to be bad we're going to see a recession at some point of time and uh, the selling around the recession sort of gets discounted because now it's an everybody's report everybody knows yes recession is coming uh, but the question is really the timing of it all how fast it happens and by when and if you say that it's going to happen sometime in the later part of the year or the second half of next year then what are you going to do for the first 6 months now that is something that's been bothering me for a while and so i was watching price action very very closely this time as to whether you get a trend reversal or whether you simply continue breaking down because you know earnings will weaken but even the earnings weakness is it at the same pace i mean you've seen the us earnings go from a peak 30% 
growth rate to a 0% growth rate till october of uh, you know this year september of this year and now the last quarter's results which will start probably this week or next week is uh, going to show us whether that growth trajectory has further worsened now the expectation is it will but is it going from 0 to minus 20 right away it looks like not at least based on the research i'm reading it probably goes from 0 to minus 5 or something like that which is exactly not crazy because even the last quarter results were bad but the energy sector made the average earnings of s&p look good the question is who will do the balancing act this time so will you still manage to keep the balance on or will you deteriorate significantly and that determines the speed at which the markets are going to unwind on the downside because if the data turns bad very fast the market unwinds very fast if the data turns bad slowly then have you already discounted some of it in the fall all that has taken place so far and so then that leads to extreme negative sentiment in the short term which gets overrun by short covering as bulls charge in and then the news even if it's bad doesn't really matter to the markets at that point of time so that's the that's the mix of things i think we are in right now we are uh, we are entering a phase where if uh, things don't turn bad as quickly uh, the shorts are being forced to cover we create a rally in the near term which takes us to a higher high than where we were in the month of november and that is the setup that i'm really staring at we had this extreme data point which i've been speaking of at the end of december in that tax selling and whatever selling not just in the us but even in india the put call ratio which is the volume of puts to the volume of calls traded reached a high which is like the highest from the pandemic in our data and maybe even a higher high in in uh, in fact our data might be at a higher high but the us definitely the highest since the pandemic which uh, is a large reading you know which means uh, sort of reflects the negative sentiment that we thought of earlier that you know are people thinking so much about a recession that it's sort of getting discounted now another uh, contradictory factor somebody sent me google searches on recession it's actually declined significantly from september so people are not really thinking about it that much but at the same time the number of puts traded are high highest than in two years so in a way that trader sentiment versus investor sentiment investors may be a little more relieved and not thinking so much about a recession because the fed's going to pivot at the same time traders are being aggressive trying to short this market thinking that things are still going to turn bad because rates are high and going to stay higher and that's the contradictory positioning i think which shows up in these two data points of sentiment that i really discussed right now medium term and long term not matching with each other that's where that in between these divergences between you know readings is where the opportunity then kicks in and so only thing i can do and i am doing is watching the short term momentum which is why the rmi indicator or the rohit momentum indicator that i've created and which is now available for all on trade tiger can really that share country tiger can really be useful in monitoring the day to day trends and so if it's in sell mode i try to build more of a bearish bias if it's in buy mode i try to look at the bullish bias follow the near term momentum rather than you know get caught up in all the narratives the narratives are going to take time to get discounted that is that is what it looks like uh, it's not changed i'm find it very hard to change the big picture scenario which is that you know bond yields are rising now they've cooled off a bit but will they still rise as the fed continues to tighten and similarly currencies uh, you know when things really turn hard if you do pivot to a recession in the second half of the year the dollar usually comes under pressure so right now it is cooling off because the ecb and japan have actually stepped in and started to raise rates while the us is slowing down its rate hikes and so that divergence is causing the dollar to move up much more slowly in fact fall or even even go into a trading range so sort of volatility in the dollar is gone which is why in my short hindi video i said 
probably time to get the dollar off your screen and not look at it for a while. Let's look at the trends in the individual markets. And that is where we are seeing some reflation. Commodity prices bouncing back. Copper is holding well. Oil has retraced some of its recent gains, but uh, it's somewhere in between. Looks like aluminium prices can also pick up. So you have a ro- you have room for commod- for the commodity rally to really extend a little more. That's what uh, the falling dollar or the suppressed dollar is really helping us do. Bond yields also falling based on the slowing US data. That's also helping. So all of these factors coming together to help into a near-term rally. But the risk of uh, significant slowing in the second half of the year doesn't go away, which is why we remain cautiously bullish. But at the same time, short-term bear market rallies can be very, very powerful. So you can use the word cautious, which sounds nice to the ears. But a rally that gallops 2%, 3% a day is not exactly something you want to be cautious of if you're a trader, and which is why it's an important move. And in India, it's an important move from a budget perspective, right? You're getting this change in sentiment right ahead of the budget. uh, And budgets have typically seen pre-budget rallies, or if you want to call it a budget rally. So between now and the, you know, end of this month, the 1st of February, uh, we should be building up into uh, budget expectations, which is where many times, you know, varied sectors that gain or lose from, you know, tax moves actually start moving. Simultaneously, you have the results season, which starts from today with TCS results, a couple of others coming in, I think, day after tomorrow will be Infosys and Vipro and so on. And you'll have all the tech results starting the season and followed by others. So the results also will start getting discounted uh, and you'll head into the budget. So these are two two news-based factors that are going to play on the mind while the global sentiment is actually turned around from extreme negative to somewhat of a positive mood, which is seen first, like I said, in Asia, Europe, and now in US and India is starting to turn today. So that's the setup as we head into the first month of 2023. Interesting, it's been a third time that I've had to actually turn from, you know, an overall, within an overall bearish view to a near-term bullish view. The first time was, of course, in June, mid of June, 15200 looked like that. Of course, you had extreme short positioning. That's probably the only thing missing this time around. Even in October, first week of October, when I came back uh, from my holiday, I turned positive. I thought maybe the fall didn't end up being as big as we were thinking. And the momentum is turning. The fall is not impulsive. Maybe there's one more rally or maybe even a new high, which ended up happening. And the same thing now ends up happening at the end of December. Uh, You don't have a short positioning. That's a big difference. But you do have this put call ratio thing going slightly berserk. You have all the longs at least unwound from FI. So whatever longs they had built up the beginning of December have been completely unwound. So there's no position. And that sort of puts you in an in-between scenario. You know, does it get worse from here? Does it get better again before it gets worse? And so the... Change in sentiment from negative to positive means probably it gets better. And that's the, uh, so this is the third third pivot uh, inside what still looks like an end, uh, you know, an end move uh, inside a larger structure, simply because we are not able to, you know, completely write off the negatives. At least there's a trade between now and the budget. And I think that's what I would like to participate in. And then we'll see how things go from there. Now, budgets uh, have a history in India that, you know, if too much sentiment gets built around it, Either on the way up or on the way down, if you you have two months of a falling market into the budget like we had in 2016, it ended up bottoming right there. And then if you have the reverse situation where, you know, markets rally into it and have been up for, you know, several months and then they, you know, enter the budget zone, they sometimes peek into it. Expectations really run wild like this time. They, people are thinking, you know, whether they're going to raise taxes on things like long-term capital gains or short-term capital gains and so on. 
on the other hand thinking that you know they'll make things easier for uh, the middle class by lowering taxes on salaries and you know change those brackets etc now these are general expectations they always come up every time there'll be sm some small tax changes on everything but overall last year the only thing that was relevant was that they were still spending more money which and, and there was some of some of it went into various capex plans which meant that demand in some parts of the sector specifically capital goods would continue you know into the rest of the year which is what we've seen and then capital goods stocks did well and so on now that's something that can continue here i don't think they can go overboard or aggressive in terms of you know again that's another narrative people think that you oh, it's next year is elections and so this is the last pre election budget which will be a full budget and so they'll do whatever it takes history shows uh, no government really does anything of that nature in fact indian governments have been very very prudent budget to budget managing finances pretty well and bringing down the debt to gdp ratio uh the ratios actually jumped up post the pandemic relief programs and therefore there's actually reason for them to be a little more slower at the same time they can do a little more based on tax receipts that they have been getting uh just to the extent to keep the economy alive uh, at the same time uh they can't go overboard so that expectation uh, is what i'm really trying to highlight cannot be there or shouldn't be there because uh, we've been prudent for so long we should probably continue to, uh, doing that in fact uh, at least most of the finance ministers under the bjp government have always been prudent they've never gone out and you know given out some outsized uh, you know throw away freebies uh, in budgets that can actually be you know seen as you know excessive use of the budgetary space that they have for something and then that ends up having a neg negative effect on the uh, finances you know so that kind or at least the banking sector as we've seen in the case of say farm loan waivers in 2008-9 which ended up hitting the banking sector in the short term because they had to write off a lot of those loans those kind of uh, things have happened but uh, like i said uh, i'm not anticipating anything of that nature so uh, this is how it is 2023 pre budget rally we should head into that hopeful expectations budget should not be too bad not too good but in general i guess it it should be uh, positive Uh, but what will markets do at that point of time is completely a sentimental game and if we complete uh, the ongoing structure we look for whether a reversal actually happens at that point of time so that is the that is the setup in the meantime most markets around the world turning around for a rally from an extremely negative sentimental point that we reached at the end of december so that's uh, that's all from me uh, on this podcast and update sort of gives you a picture of uh, you know what i've been seeing and expecting and how things have changed over the last two weeks last week was definitely testy because after having made those gains from the lows in december we gave back everything in a matter of 3 4 days you know so so that was that was painful it made me think a lot about whether the initial expectation of this move uh, was right or wrong but uh, at the end of the week i've just maintained it because finally you go back and look at the indicators and tools that you're using do they tell you anything different at the end of the day and if not you have to retain that view irrespective of how your trades ended up looking because you were a little early so that's that's the part of trade management uh, usually if you position size uh, whenever i do that it helps a lot because when such a whack happens you always have room to add more if you don't do that then you have to sit through the pain and sometimes even take a loss before the gains really come back in when you actually go right so uh, that's the process uh, the more you improve it uh, the more you apply some kind of a good execution position sizing system you actually will see lesser drawdowns and bigger gains and i have always have room to jump in when you're holding three aces so that's it from me for this week and see you next time thank you 
Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.